This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the happy hour. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys still. Oh, hey, we're back. Um, We're still here. So I I saw this earlier today and we didn't get to mention it, Um, but it is time that we we need to talk about uh, a Lincoln East product, Mm -hmm. Noah Walters. Oh, yeah. That guy. As always, before we get right into that, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond text line, both those... Open for you guys the entire show, as always. And then uh, the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. All those avenues able for you guys to uh, connect with us there. Um, we'd love to We'd love to hear from you guys. You guys know that. So it was announced earlier today. And going back, just to kind of refresh everybody's memory, Noah Walters was, um, was Lincoln East quarterback last year, had a great season. The best quarterback in the state. Yeah, was far and away the best quarterback in the state last year. Not even close. Um, unfortunately, was forced uh, because of just some – I don't even know if I want to call it miscommunication because I don't think it was that, and I don't want to give uh, colleges an out for not recruiting him um, here in the state, but wrongfully passed up. He was offered a preferred walk-on instead yeah. of a scholarship. And just, I understand if you – well, actually, I don't understand. People are saying, oh, well, they had so-and-so committed and, you know, he's too short and all that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He's he's a fantastic quarterback. And, I mean, he's one of the better players in the state. And if you want to talk about not letting the best players in the state leave the, yeah. leave the borders of your state. He's one of them. You want to lock it down, you got to show a commitment to a – uh, top three recruit in the state. Yeah, and like I said, so it was weird. Every The last couple of years, and this is the first year that it really got back to normal after COVID, um, where where recruiting rankings were were better and, and more accurate this season. Um, and, and just overall, I, there, there were guys getting passed up on that probably shouldn't get passed up on from either even bigger. And I'm not saying Noah Walters should have gotten like a – it's not time for that, and that's that ship has sailed to say, oh, Noah should have gotten a, a scholarship offer to Nebraska. It's more of – I'll say it. I other play- Well, yes, obviously. Well, I but like should have. Even, even not Nebraska. Like I'm talking South Dakota State. Like he, he would have fit at all of those other places as well, the smaller places around Nebraska that, that recruit a lot of in-state Nebraska guys – um, the the North Dakota states, the North Dakotas, the uh, Kansases, the Kansas states, like all those places, unfortunately, due to COVID, after having conversations with their parents at, at various games and things like that, um, it, it just kind of seemed like they kind of just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Either way, anyway, that's not the point that I'm trying to make here. But Noah Walters today was named to the 2022-2023 Jerry Rice Award watch list. And you might ask, what is the Jerry Rice Award? It is the FCS Freshman of the Year Award. Lincoln East grad Noah Walters in his first season, he's playing down at North Alabama. You might remember North Alabama. Who's their offensive coordinator? Former Husker running back coach, 
Ryan Held. Wow. He's their offense coordinator. So um, it was kind of this late late thing where Ryan Held uh, was was obviously let go and, and his position was terminated to here at Nebraska. He ended up becoming the offensive coordinator down at North Alabama. Noah Walters visited North Alabama and ended up committing and signing to play for the uh, the Lions down there and having himself a pretty good season um, here for, for North Alabama. So once again, 402-464-5685, the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line. Tyler makes an interesting point. He, they recruited Torres and Harburg instead. I'd rather have Flores this year. Walter's stats aren't great this year, if I remember correctly. So I was looking up Noah Walter's stats. And he's he he's not the, necessarily the the full time starting quarterback. However, he's he's making a big enough splash to be noticed. He wasn't a starter to start the season. At one point, he came into a game and mm-hmm. led them on a game winning drive. Yeah. as a true freshman coming into coming into a game late. So he he's played in five games this year. Uh, he's completed about seven or sixty four percent of his passes for nearly nearly a thousand passing yards. Has eight touchdowns and three picks. Um, seems pretty good to me in what, so five not, games. Not horrible. Um, North. Uh, somebody asked, "What's their record?" I, I gotta look that up. North Alabama uh, football here, so I can do that um, while we do it. While we look, and and here's the thing. I mean, Tyler, to your point, um, what's interesting is is you bring up past guys that Nebraska's staff has recruited, and we can, if we wanted to dive into this, we probably could. Um, you would remember the year that Harburg came out of of Carney Catholic that. They uh, that that they Nebraska passed up on Cole Payton from Omaha West Side. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Payton and the Omaha West Side Warriors, I believe, won the state title that year. And Cole Payton really blew up towards the end of that season. Just uh, that was that was that was a fr- in the last couple years that was one of the more frustrating decisions by this staff. Um, and and it's nothing against Heinrich Harburg; it's not. Um, I, I think it, it also is fair and, and honest here to say Heinrich Harburg's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle here at Nebraska. A little bit. Like, he came in as the guy to, I mean, he, he was talking about being the, the backup last year to Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. And you had Heinrich Harburg um, and the, the and, and amazing arm strength that Harburg brings in from, from Carney Catholic in Class C2. And not saying there's not talent out in those lower classes, because I don't know if you guys have seen, Carter Nelson from Ainsworth has been racking up the offers. He got um, an Oklahoma offer the other day, obviously has a Nebraska offer, just, just got, got offered by Penn State yeah. today. So he, he's racking up the offers. And, and it goes to show, I, I saw this. Duke our, offer like last month. Our, our, our friend Mike Schaefer put it on Twitter, you know, listen, if, if Carter Nelson's the perfect example is if you're a good enough athlete in a small town, will, they will find you if you're good enough. Mm-hmm. So Carter Nelson's a good example there. Um, so it is what it is. Somebody says, oh, here we go. Love it. Can't take them all, bud. I understand that. You so what do, you, what do you think I'm saying? You you can't take evaluation. All of them. That, but that's you, what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Without without, without at, straight up saying it, the evaluation's been crap. Yeah, if I mean if you're looking so, at and, and I look, I'm a proponent of and and I've gotten enough crap for it, but I'll say it. I'll keep saying it until I until I can't say it anymore. You don't need to take everyone. No, everyone in the state doesn't. And this is going to sound mean. Everyone in the state doesn't deserve an offer. Not no. everyone is good enough to play at that level. 
But if you evaluate the talent that you have in the state, there are some people who might fall through the cracks, but there are others like a Noah Walters who didn't have a star rating. But if you look at him play, I don't care about his size. Thing, I don't care about that. Look, yeah. he's like six foot. Casey Thompson's like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about he's too short to play at this level. Casey Thompson shows you at Texas and now at Nebraska. It doesn't matter. Drew Brees showed you at Purdue. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It just matters how good of a football player you are. Russell Wilson was a short quarterback. You look at them, you see how well they play the game and how well they understand the game. Noah Walters understands and plays the game at a very high level. Maybe he needs a little polish here and there, but he's a fantastic quarterback. And by all accounts, from everything I've heard, an even better kid. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, I, I like Noah Walters a lot. And there, here's another thing that you can kind of – there were a lot of people advocating for him. There were a lot of people advocating for him. And, and we're not talking parents and teammates. Because you're going to have that everywhere you go. You're going to have that. It's the people that have conversations with him regarding specifically college football. That, that Those guys, those people, those people in those rooms and in those conversations were advocating for him. So I understand that you can't take them all, bud. Bud. Thank you. I, I understand that. But it's also frustrating when we talk about evaluation and lack of just... Put it in the effort. And th- now, do I think that's changing? Absolutely. 100%. Because I've also seen Brian Applewhite and Mickey Joseph, the running back coach and, and head coach now, respectively, for Nebraska, at a Lincoln Northeast football game. Lincoln Northeast is 0-8. So do I think evaluation and developing relationships is changing? 100,000%. It's just frustrating because we look back. Cole Payton's playing at North Dakota State, which is a powerhouse. And and it's it's very it's very possible, very possible. Tyler points this out on the text line. Peyton was a stud in that championship game for sure, hundred percent. You're yeah, right. He was a stud all season, but he really he really blew, he, he up, blew up towards after the, the end. championship. Yeah, but it's also it, it was frustrating because there's an uh, there's a chance that I, we can even bring Zane Flores into this, for example. There, we, we could. There's a chance that. Zane Flores and Cole Payton and Easton Stick and all these other quarterbacks that Nebraska's either misevaluated, hasn't given them the light of day, um, anything like that, there's a chance that they don't come to Nebraska. And, and that's fine. But not even trying is unacceptable. you got to at least put in the effort. Not even trying with Zane Flores is, is flat out unacceptable. The fact that he didn't, doesn't have a scholarship offer... Well, in fact, the, the fact that there was no communication. Yeah. I mean, you can take it a step further and go really to the roots of it. And now, there's been communication recently, but there wasn't for the last couple years. And Zane Flores has been here for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And he was, last year, we understood, at him and his junior season, he was that dude. we understood that he was that guy. He was that guy. And I understand he's not a three-star, or he's a, just a three-star if you want to call it just a three star, but he's good enough for uh, good enough for Mike Gundy down at Oklahoma State. I'd like to say that they've produced some pretty good quarterbacks. So uh, I'd like to think that their quarterback evaluation is pretty spot on, just like a North Dakota. And this is what I say: if North Dakota State wants a quarterback, you might want that quarterback. That, that's a good point, Rico. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know. And, and once again, I want to preface everything and kind of because I feel like we have to buffer it because we, we'll get called out on the text line if not. Um, if we don't, just you know. Cover you our call bases. Call me out. I don't care. Well, no, cover our bases. Just because they come here, just because we recruit them, doesn't mean that they're going to pan out. Like I'm not saying that. Oh, if if Noah Walters comes to Nebraska, he's starting this season. 
No, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. that. And even idea. if they have success it's, somewhere else, it doesn't mean they would have had success here at Nebraska. And, and when we look past, back at the last, you know, multiple years of Nebraska football, it's frustrating because the the cultivation of relationships has not been there. It, it hasn't been there, and they have a great opportunity. Nebraska's sitting in a great spot right now. With Malachi Coleman on Saturday. He's going to commit on Saturday. The only place he's visited so far this season specifically has been Nebraska. Yes, he visited Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. He's visited all those places before. Oregon, Georgia. But but recently, he's only visited Nebraska during games. An official visit during his senior season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was supposed to go to Ole Miss, Miami. It didn't happen. Was he supposed to go to Oregon? I'm not sure. But either way. So they're sitting in a good spot. But when we talk about cultivating relationships, not only outside of the state of Nebraska, but more specifically inside, I've told this story multiple times, and I don't need to tell the whole story again, but it speaks volumes when Brian Applewhite is starting a relationship with first-year head coach Javante Boyd at Lincoln Northeast when they're Mm 0-8. Because they understand that Listen, nobody's nobody's going to be recruited out of for Nebraska this year out of North Lincoln Northeast. Mm-hmm. That's just being that's just being honest in all. I mean, hundred percent. But you don't know what's going to happen next year or the following year. Who's going to transfer in? Who's going to move because their parent just got a new job here? I, we, we, nobody knows. But these guys, the, the guys, the coaches down for Nebraska right now. Mickey Joseph included, because he's been at Seacrest quite often. I've been at Seacrest every Thursday and Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Mickey Joseph's been there more times than not. And when that guy shows up, the players, the coaches, the fans, everybody notices. The media, we all notice. And I, it just makes it a lot easier to cheer for when that happens, when they're, when they're there. It makes it a lot easier to talk about because we understand that they're cultivating relationships and you have less of a chance of missing a guy like Zane Flores or not talking to a guy like Zane Flores down the road or talking to a guy like Malachi Coleman. And you talk about cultivating... Benny and Goy is another great option or a great, yeah. great example. You talk about cultivating relationships just because you talk to that person, just because you're engaged in in the recruitment of whatever player doesn't necessarily mean that you are, you know going to bring that player in to be your next starter your next you know mm-hmm. depth on on whatever team because you know so i'm just reading this text from uh kirk from georgia yeah if it'll load so he, uh, uh, if they I landed riola would any of this matter well the thing is even though they were talking to riola even though they were talking to um pop watson mm-hmm. you should have been talking to the quarterback the best quarterback in your state yeah, that's the thing with recruiting is you can't just talk to one person because if you're talking to one person and you miss on that person, you don't have a backup plan. That's why Nebraska sends out 300 offers a year. Mm-hmm. You have but to make was, these relationships and you have to understand that you're not going to get every single person you want. You have to be able to talk to multiple people, multiple recruits, and build those relationships just in case your number one option or whoever you have as your number one option decides to go somewhere else. So then you can fall back on number two. You can fall back on number three. And you can say, well, you're not going to tell them, oh, well, we wanted this guy. We didn't get him. You're talking to them. You're making them all feel special. You're making them all feel like they're your number one guy. 
when you have on your board who your number one guy is, if you don't get him, mm-hmm. you go to number two. That's just how this works. So it doesn't matter if you were targeting Raiola and you wanted Raiola. You should have been talking to to uh, Zane Flores as well. You, there should have been some type of communication. I also think, yeah, there's, there's no – and that's the thing where – Okay, so we get this off the text line. I need I need to collect my thoughts here. Kirk for or excuse me, we get this off the text line. Unnamed texter. Just because Walters was quote your guy doesn't mean they did a bad job with evaluating him. Don't you think he would have ended up in the Power Five if Nebraska missed on him? So first of all, Walters is not my guy. I see talent. I watch talent, and I think yeah, he would fit in well as a, a an option or a part in Nebraska's room. Remember. I didn't. I I've said it very clear earlier. Just because he doesn't go to Nebraska, there were a lot of teams that I think missed on him, mm-hmm. and I'm not the only one that thinks that. I am not the only people that are way smarter than me in this media business say the same thing. People within recruiting circles yes. who know a lot more about recruiting, a lot more than I would ever know, think that he was missed by a by all the other Power no, Fives and, that didn't recruit him. And it's not even Power Five. I, I what we said at the top of the hour was I mean, hell a group of five. Just a that, that's exactly one program. It. That's exactly it. Because you've seen, um, you, you've seen the Javon Duckers go to Northern Illinois, now Memphis, and succeed. You've seen other guys. Easton Sticks, a great example, went to North Dakota State. You saw Cole Payton now go to go to North Dakota State, who are still in the FCS, but at a better program, like just a, a top tier program mm-hmm. there, a top tier program that can beat Power Five programs. And we we here's the thing. I think another thing that I would I would add is. To to texters and listeners out there, how many times over the last you know four or five years, over the course of a couple staffs, has Nebraska evaluated well? Either I mean evaluated well, and I'm not talking the four star recruits, the Wandale Robinson. I'm not talking those guys, the guys in smaller areas. How have the guys? I mean, goodness sakes, how have the guys from Florida worked out for Nebraska in recent years? Because we can go back to a 2019-2020 class where Jaden Francois, Henry Gray, all those guys, you Keyshawn Green, never even played a snap. You signed him and then you lost him. If all. It, and that's where I, that's kind of the point where when we have recruiting discussions, if you don't want to recruit your state, that's fine. That that's a problem that you're going to have to live with. Seems like that, a terrible decision. It's a terrible but decision. Sure. But if you want to under recruit your state, even if they're not starting on Saturdays, if you don't want to give them the the time of day. That's fine, but you sure as hell better hit on the guys from Florida, from Texas. You you better, because if they were, if the if the Henry Gray, the Jaden Francois, the Keyshawn Greens, all the guys that Nebraska's lost to the transfer portal. I mean, I I have a, I have a spreadsheet that we can we can go to. Shout out to your spreadsheets. Um, While you're shout finding out, your spreadsheet, go ahead, yeah, I just want to talk about. Yeah, you know, people are saying where was Walter's other Power Five offers. And I, I just want to say, um, Malcolm Hartsog had one other Power Five offer, and that was from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And both Nebraska and Ole Miss were extremely late to the game in that one. So here you go. And 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 look how well Mar- Malcolm Hartsog's turned out. So here you go: Miles Jones, David Olson, Will Farniak, Casey, or excuse me, Justin McGriff, uh, Barrett Pickering, Willie Canty. I mean, ga- names that we haven't even thought. Of. Jakeem Green out of JUCO, Darian Chase, Demarion Houston, Jamie Nance, Jackson Han- Hannah. Jameen Green, Matthew Anderson, Jimmy Fritchie, Desmond Bland, Keyshawn Green, Marcus Fleming, Henry Gray, Nadab Joseph, Jaden Francois, Will Nixon, Nico Cooper, Ronald Delancey, Feldarius Payne, Jordan Riley, Wyndon Hohuli, 
Bronson Yeager, Malik Williams, Latrell Neville. Just a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. I feel like you named half the roster. Like, if you're hitting on these guys, then that's fine. Then we're not having this conversation because your recruiting rankings, it doesn't matter what your recruiting rankings are saying, it doesn't matter. Because you're winning football games. Wisconsin's recruiting rankings are never that good. No. Look what that, I mean, maybe not this year, but look what look what they normally do. So it goes into this giant discussion of basically development, and we all know, and we always throw this blanket statement of development on there, and that's fine. Evaluation and development. But when you're losing games, and once again, I want to make it very clear because I think it's I think it's important to note there there is there was has been communication between this current staff and Zane Flores, the current guys in charge and Zane Flores. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was not. So I want to give them their credit because they that was one of the first things they did. It's not saying anything's going to change, but at least at no. least the phone has been picked up. Yeah. So. Oh no no I, I think it's I think it's far too late in the process for for Zane Flores to change his mind and frankly can't blame him. Mike Gundy it has been winning football games. Oklahoma State's a top fifteen program. They're a top ten program. Yeah, top fifteen, top ten, top fifteen program consistently, and they're going to be competing for a Big Twelve title. So you can't blame him there. I also don't think Zane Flores is going to go to Oklahoma State and start Week One. No. So I don't. I, I think like I'm not trying to say with this conversation. Zane Flores, Noah Walters, Cole Payton was going to come to Nebraska and start week one. But it's about development. And recruits now understand also in previous years what also hurts you is not having the right assistant coaches in the space to where recruits are smart enough to look at it and say, how's Heinrich Harburg developing? How is Logan Smothers developing? Like They're smart enough. That stuff is out there. You 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 hear radio shows like Rico, me and Rico talking about, man, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg just kind of lost in the shuffle here. I mean, look at the conversation last year. People just kind of lost in the shuffle to where Adrian or Adrian Martinez leaves. You have to go get two guys from the portal. Adrian broke his jaw, and you still didn't want to play your backup. And like, and and so that's not you know. Once again, to the point. Um, just because Walters was your guy doesn't mean they did a bad job with evaluating. Um. I mentioned that it feels like a lot of programs missed on Walters as a developmental and projection piece. That's what I think. Um, And I wouldn't be sitting here questioning it. We, as a fan base, as media members, would not sit here and question it. And frankly, Scott Frost and staff would still be here if they didn't do a bad job of evaluating guys every year. I think that's a fair thing to say, because if you're doing a good job evaluating guys, if you're doing a good job of developing developing guys, then you usually win football games, or you win at least more than 18 over the course of four years. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm out of line by saying that. Maybe I'm way out of bounds, and I don't know what I'm talking about. You probably are. It is what it is. But here we are. We're having this conversation. So once again, as just to bring this whole thing full circle. Noah Walters named to the FCS Player of the Year or Freshman, freshman of the of Year, the- Freshman of the Year watch list um, for the 2022-2023 uh, season. So, congrats to uh, Noah Walters. Chase B on the text line. There, are, there are a lot of thoughts on here, and I want to make sure that we we kind of touch them all. Uh, Hammond Beans mentions Noah Fant, 100. Uh, percent Chase B example is Luke Reimer. He wasn't offered anything. He walked on, and now he's one of our best defenders. Um, yeah, Luke Reimer. Luke Reimer was a guy. 
now, now it's it's very you know there's a there's a sticky situation or you know tough conversation of whether guys should have a preferred walk on offer or should they get a scholarship offer. Um, that's tough, and there's a lot of conversations that we don't know about that go on behind the scenes regarding preferred walk on offers to where it's hey listen man come here come to Nebraska as a preferred walk on. Um, Isn't there like a gray shirt thing I think, where you're a walk on for I think there, however many months? I think there was this situation with Luke Reimer um, where it was. Hey man, come on here for a little bit. Work hard, show us you belong here, and you get a scholarship. Because they'll usually Nebraska staff and and multiple programs across the country, not just Nebraska, will keep a couple scholarships off to the side for that reason, just in case, um, and, and for late transfer portal stuff. So, all right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, dive into more Husker football stuff and other Husker athletic stuff. We talked Husker volleyball earlier in in the water cooler. We might touch that uh, or, or talk about that real quick again. Um, but whatever it is, we want to hear from you guys, 402-464-5685. If you guys have any thoughts on recruiting, if you want to get in on this discussion, we'll love to take your phone calls or texts, 402-464-5685. And I guess this is a per, uh, an important time to let you know that you will be able to listen to Zane Flores' football game tomorrow night as he faces off against Lincoln East and Malachi Coleman. Like, we don't want to bury the lead. Malachi Coleman's still a top 100 player in the country, makes a decision on Saturday the 22nd here. Of, of where he's going to play uh, his Lincoln college East football. High school. Yeah, so and he's at Lincoln East. So it's going to be a good matchup tomorrow night. Malachi Coleman, top top 100 player. Zane Flores, three-star Oklahoma State quarterback. Um, they'll be facing off tomorrow night at 7. You'll be able to hear it right here on The Ticket. Let's get to break. You're listening to the Happy Hour on The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 